you've clicked on the punters preamble. I'm Simon Zanopoulos. I'll be joined by none other than Adam Blenko as we look ahead at a massive weekend of racing. We got a sample of it last week with the Wink Stakes and the Memsey looks unreal. Yeah, it's a terrific race on a terrific card full of um, competition. It's a spring shaper, not just the Memsey, but the, the whole card. It's got, um, I dare say it's got it all. You've got the boom horses, your passive aggressives and your elations. So all the could be anything sort of horses. You've got established stars, and you've got a you know a good range of um, good range of races as well. All deep, all competitive betting races. There's no, there's not a race on the card that isn't a competitive betting heat. So yeah, you don't get much better. Get your backside tracks up. Oh, indeed. Now the top rated horse racing in the world this weekend isn't at Caulfield. It's nope. in the US. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. It's um Travers Day at Saratoga, the Spa, and um. Top-rated horse isn't in the Travers itself. That's a three-year-old race. But Jackie's Warrior goes around on the undercard at what I assume will be extremely short odds. Um, but he's a sort of... Big dirt monster? Yeah, he's a top four or five in the world type job, Jackie's Warrior. So, um, yeah, he's the, the real deal. And you'll be able to watch him strut his stuff across the dirt of, of Saratoga on Racing and Sports. Live TV on Racing and Sports. How good. There's a nice plug. Ching. Good ching but yeah, the Travers will be the Travers. I think will be a, a more competitive race. This Cyberknife, the Haskell winner, takes on the hundred to one Kentucky Derby winner, Rich Strike. The the Preakness winners there, and I think Cyberknife is probably the one they'll um they'll back there. He beat the I think Jack Christopher goes round on the undercard as well, boomed right up, and then got beaten by Cyberknife in the Haskell when I think Jack Christopher didn't stay. I think he's going back sprinting. Um, but Cyberknife looked pretty good there the other day. But you know who else is in? Talk to me, Artorius. Oh, really? He's gone over there? <laughs> they've finally found more ground for Artorias and they've put him over a mile and a quarter on the dirt. Now, I saw this thing win the other day, the other Artorias winning, which is something that our version isn't. Um, he looked pretty good, but he's I think we've got him rated 110 and we're talking 123, 121, 121 at the top of the betting. So he's Once got to 110 in a hurry, though, I should say. So yeah. he can he's going to keep elevating, but the Travers is... Um, it's looking like three-year-old race of the year over there so far. So you're telling me another Artorius is poorly placed? <laughs> no, no, I think he's worth his shot. He's <laughs> worth his shot. He'll be on speed from the footage I've seen. So there's something. Now, you mentioned at the top, Elation, probably the king of the CBAs coming into this campaign. Could be anything. He's the most exciting horse we've got in terms of hasn't got there yet, but could be anything. But um, he is the bizarro, single figures. Yeah, that is bizarre. That was the when you whipped through this card the first time and, and did your prices and rolled through and had a look. Um, he was what is what is he doing there? Mm. I thought he was a um, and he's a we're not elation deniers. No, by any stretch. I think he's a a really nice horse, and I think he he deserves hype, but he doesn't deserve single figures in a Memsey that's um, I mean, doesn't have a champion, um, but. Jeez, it's competitive. I thought there was five horses that you could mark favourite without being completely ridiculous. Yeah. So, I think we've um, gone around in the office this morning naming yeah. all five. Yeah. I mean, I think Western Empire probably I would have marked favourite, and I actually have, but I would have marked him favourite with a bit more confidence had he just drawn a few in. and Because mm. that just asked the question of them, and I wonder whether they'll answer it with, We'll see you in two weeks at Flemington. I almost would guarantee they will. But he's not. I mean, he's not a horse that lacks tactical speed and he's got a gun jock up there who knows exactly what he's doing. 
can still win because he's um he's an exciting horse. And that brings me to the question I wanted to ask you. Yep. Headed up by Western Empire, this card is just, I mean, it is a near and far card as well, which is one of the great things about it. There are Kiwis, there's the Stradbroke form from Queensland and a couple of other Queenslanders as well. But there is a real West Australian flavour yep. to this card. And as I said, Western Empire is the headline act, and you can tell us a bit more about him. But um, there's also a few others that we need to get Australia's leading Perth analyst's thoughts on. That would be you. That's me? That's you. Oh, we're phoning someone in. He would be the most exciting horse out of Perth since the Queen, for sure. That Western would be Empire. Arcadia Queen? Arcadia Queen, yeah. He obviously got rolled at $1.20 in the Kingston Town when last seen, but his win in the railway was A1 and would have him, I believe we had him the highest rated four-year-old off that performance for last season. Mm. He was certainly the, he was the best winner of the big <coughs> handicaps as yeah. well. So he is everything and more, I think, as a horse. Very excited to see him back. Barrier 12 for me, I'd pretty much just pend him. I, f- I figure it's going to be a barrier trial, and if he can win coming from the back, then he can beat me. But I wouldn't say Saturday's his day. Mm. It, is a, it is a million dollars, and he does have Damien Lane. And those are two, um, two things that can very quickly put you in a better position than it might look like. <laughs> a I big think- carrot and a good chalk. <laughs> The difference when you have a horse who's already established and then the horse that needs to make it is that you circle different races on the calendar. So the Memsey was always circled as a kickoff point for Western Empire, but it was never circled as a grand final. So this is a, a starting point. But that's true of the Memsey in general. Yeah, but there'll be other horses there that are trying to win more so than he is, I would think. In terms of their prep, the good horses... You know, third up, fourth up is when we'll see Western Empire imagine at his peak. If he's able to beat him on the weekend, well, good luck beating him again. This prep would be my read of it, especially where he's drawn. A horse like Elation, we touched on single figures. You'd imagine they're there because if he runs a place, well, he gets his rating up and he can get into those handicaps, which is, I think, why he's there. But to have him priced inside on Thunderstruck, I know it's not a suitable race for him, Thunderstruck, but it does seem a bit bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, he's a he's a very you know easy bizarro yeah. for the week. They're often quite hard to to find a horse that's in the market that shouldn't be in the market. And even I mean, what is he five fifty six dollars in the earlies? And he won't jump anywhere near that surely. Double figures, you think, or uh, anchored too much? I think the early price might anchor it a little bit, but he's got to be double figures. It's a bit like he's being pitched to the wolves. They're a stable that you would respect. They pitch with purpose. Yeah, but um, and as I said, we're not we're not denying. A real talent here, but that's a silly price. He's a he's a really interesting twenty to one flyer, isn't he? Yeah. I think if he wins and you back him, you've been robbed. If he wins, he's mega. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had a chance to go through it, but in terms of what he's won and his profile to start, they just these horses just don't start single figures in a Memsey, especially we've got legitimate fourteen hundred meter Group One horses in the Memsey. It's not like. You've got all stayers resuming. Like, you got Dewey's in there, but Alligator Blood, last start, Stradbroke, Cascadium on the all-age, Tofani. Ran second to him and won the all. You know, and then you've got Western Empire, who, you know, legitimate, could be the best miler in the country. So, it's not an easy race by any stretch for him, and he's going to come up and do it from barrier 13, like he's 20s. Mm. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not Dewey's day, even more so. But it's interesting, if you, um, if you just run Monte Carlo randomly picking their last five runs uniformly so yep. they could pick any of them just as likely as, as the last, which is obviously a stupid thing to do, particularly because 
these ratings for her are coming from the Australian Cup and the Tancred and they're almost not irrelevant, but they're they're getting there. Yeah. But she actually wins the most. Yeah. Duace. So she's she a, so she's also I mean, she's what, twenties, twenty fives or something. And yeah, I get it. You know, of course she is, but at the same time she's an interesting flyer. Mm. But Elation should be marked an interesting flyer alongside her. That's how I see it. Is she the best horse in the race? Um not yet. More. That's, hard a, that's one, a hard it? question. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it. I th- well, my thought was that Western Empire was the best it's horse. It's him or her, but right? I, you know what? I hope of all the horses that can set the spring alight with a big run on, on Saturday, a bit like Animo did. I think Animo winning the other day was sort of, okay, okay, he's back and we've got one because we're probably incentivizers gone and Hitotsu's gone and we're sort of kicking the can a bit, woe is me, you yeah. know, the cupboard's bare. Animo came back and it's like, hang on, we've got one here. Yeah. And Duace is probably the one in this field, along along with a few others, like Western Empire, obviously, and, and Thunderstruck. I don't think 1400 Caulfield is him at all, but he can run really well and, and say, okay, he's going to be part of the spring yeah. and a big fun part of the spring. But Duace is the one. She probably, you know, she probably is a genuine 20 to 1 chance, but gee, she could, um, you'd love to walk away from Caulfield on Saturday going, well... What price her in the Caulfield Cup? Big time. Cascading, as you know, one of me boys. And I fall into this trap every prep with him first up. He is one of the five I think you could mark favourite. No one would, but no. I think you could conceivably do it. So had to pour a bit of cold water on myself because I do think this is the best Cascadians ever trialled. Going into a preparation. <laughs> oh, you're becoming a trainer. They're seven. He's back bigger and stronger. <laughs> I don't think he's back bigger and stronger. <laughs> but I'd say it's comfortably the best he's looked at the trials. Like he trialed all over Animo, whatever that means. Yeah. But. It means he's healthy. So Cascadian, he's had eight starts first up for two wins. Mm. Where were his two wins? You tell me. France. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's had four starts at Caulfield 1400. Mm. He's got a really tight range. I was going to say, he runs well all the time, but yeah. they wait with him and these tactics are low percentage, so he needs things to fall. But if they fall, he's actually reliable, isn't he? So between 1.7 lengths and 2.8 lengths. He's been beaten 2.4 lengths twice. Yeah. So his range is unbelievably tight. So you're back in Cascadian on Saturday. I reckon you're enrolled or run third. <laughs> You mark it on exactly third, please. Back third, money back fourth. That should be the what they give you. Although you know, I think, I think it's a tricky race to actually end up having a bet in. But he's, I could back him. And I tell you, one little interesting thing for me is that he's got Blake Shin. I know. How good and is it? I know that you know. You're not. We're not going to sit here and say, "Oh, look, you know, finally Cascadian gets rid of Bowman, Oliver, and McDonald." <laughs> You know, and gets a big positive jockey change. I mean, obviously not, but what he does get is when Ollie rides him, when J Mac rides him, he's just, well, I shouldn't say this, this is wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. He's just another ride. Yeah. He's not. And they obviously would, you know, they've both won big feature races on him. They probably love the guy. He's a, and they know he's a terrific horse, but they're sort of, and again, absolutely wrong sentence, but I'm going to say it anyway. They're going through the motions a bit. Yep. Whereas Blake's back in town. This is he, big. And this he is needs big. to make a scene, right? Group one ride. Godolphin, this means a lot. Mm. So he gets on and he doesn't just, wow, Cascadian flops out and runs on. And I, I just tell James, he, he's going well, mate. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's like, i got to keep this. i got to get on this. i got to win this. And i got to come back and i got to tell James, I made Cascadian win and you should put me on lots of your good horses. 
So that's interesting because Blake is a terrific jock and, and if he's riding with purpose, I think I want to be with him. Here's another thing. Did James pitch Cascadian down to Melbourne to get out of Animo's way? Didn't want him to beat him. <laughs> well, he, rang, because the, he know, rang Saeed and he rang Charlie and he said, like, okay, these horses you've oh. both got on for the Cox Plate. I, Animo's running tomorrow and I don't want you here. That's what happened, right? They're getting out of his way, yeah. definitely. You don't yeah. bring – Saeed, do not come and ruin this for me. 100%. Yeah. Stay in prospect, get out of your way. Yeah. I'm not letting Cascadian beat my stallion prospect, so I'm going to pitch him down to Melbourne, knowing full well that he's never really ran well. He runs well at Caulfield, but 1,400 Caulfield is not his go. Yeah. Well, he ran terrific race, shaped as well as any really in the um, – when he was third at – in the oar behind Tefane. Up the inside. He's probably a little bit undersold as well, Tefane. She's getting older, but... How good is she? She just runs up. second to him in yeah. the um, all age, so she's not... There's no real evidence that she's getting worse. In fact, there's absolutely none. No. Anyway, that's a uh, really interesting race. Oh, have you, we haven't kicked us through the rest of the Perth runners. So we've got yep. the Winterbottom Horse. Graceful Girl. Yep. And Kiss on All Four Cheeks in the same race. And I thought both of them looked like they will be better next time, but they're too good to... Not giving them plenty of thought. Yeah, I think the market's got it the wrong way round. I'd have Kiss on all four cheeks inside Graceful Girl. Mainly, not on talent, just the fact Graceful Girl's drawn 13 first run for O'Brien. It's very similar to Western Empire. I'd imagine this is a nice starting point for them and they'll just want to see her hit the line. She was very good winning the winner bottom. She won, you know, running away from them. Elite Street. Obviously didn't show up that day in the winter bottom, but he's a solid 116, like he is 116, so she's a little bit better than that. It's going to be very interesting to see Elite Street form in the East again. Yeah, because we get another look at it with Red Cam Man as well. Mm. But you can be confident in those numbers around Elite Street because he repeatedly runs that number and his time's always good against the clock. So she's a big watch on Saturday, but imagine she's going to be a flashing light. Kissing on four cheeks can put herself into a good position from that draw. I'd say 1,400 is her go. I don't. She's obviously won at 1,200. Her record's very good at the trip, but I'd say 14 mile. It's really her jam. That's her jam. So I'd say second up, you want to find Kiss on All Four Cheeks. She's won three from four second up. She's placed four or five first up, but only won once. So I think you're pretty spot on with your assessment that then probably not Saturday, but well, she definitely got, she just got to into the zone when she won that. Um, I mean, there might not have been a lot behind her, but she was... Ran a really good speed figure when she won at Flemington, 1,400 second up. And, you know, trainers are, um, well, new trainer actually, but he's got a form book. Mm. He'll know Nick Ryan and he'll have um, he'll have seen that second up 1,400 Flemington and I, I guess that's Let's Elope or something like that. That's what yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I think, yeah, with Kiss on Four Cheeks, put on your black book, comment 1,400 Flemington second up. Let's Elope. When she hits there, that's when you want to be betting. And just on that race, passive-aggressive, uh, six to four, is that bizarre or justified for you? It's not bizarre, but it's not justified. Would that be... <laughs> In the middle? I thought I thought um, she was favourite and she's really exciting and there is um, there's substance to go with her style. So she's, you know, there's, there's high... And the trial. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, gone enormous. Yeah, I mean, she's a really good horse. She's 100, 110 filly. They um, tend to look good at the trials. Yeah. Those, those one ten fillers. That nature trip, he goes all right at the trials. Um, but that's not a bad race. And I thought, yeah, nature trip. Again, trial. Again, trial. At Lord Canaloa. Gee, trial well. <laughs> uh, I thought Isotope was, oh, well, I'm certain she is good enough to make sure that if passive, basically to make sure that passive aggressive is everything 
We hope. She's cracked up to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's got ratings. She's got a bank of good ratings. That's just terrific in a Stradbroke. She's got the two heavy misses and there's rain around and we're going to be racing on soft. But I don't think it'll be, I think it'll just be soft if they get, a, if things go well, good side of soft. But I, um, the, the sort of the going that we arrived at for Golden Slipper Day when she beat Odium and won really well, good figures, um, was at least as soft as what, it would be a surprise if it was softer than that at Caulfield on Saturday. I can't see any reason why it would be this little bits of rain around as opposed to, to real rain. So I don't think the ground is too much of a concern for Isotope and given that she's just a gun mare, isn't she? The interesting thing for Isotope, we had Nathan Exelby on the X Factor during the Brisbane Winter Carnival and he mentioned with Isotope that she just wasn't right. And then she had a little, I think, an issue with where the saddle was or an issue with her back. Uh, no, I do remember that. Yes. Remember that? And then... Tony Gollum was confident he got it right. And then she ran a much better performance. And a screamer in the Stradbroke. In the Stradbroke. Because I think 1,400 probably, she probably stays 1,399. Yeah. Yeah. So was back on track before a break, which I think is always a big plus, certainly for mares. And then she's trialled well coming into this. So you'd imagine I wouldn't be too concerned with her other runs last time in, like her first up run at Rose Hill that day. You know, just forget about it. Same as the run behind Marzu. I would sort of be banking more on her running a similar number to what she did in the Stradbroke, which certainly has her right in the hunt on Saturday. Yep, bang on. I'm looking at the yeah the Magic Millions win, the form in Sydney before that, and the Stradbroke run, and thinking there's four ratings. They basically mean that passive-aggressive, she can't just fly around here and, and beat them without running up to her best or better so far. And she probably is better than what she's done so far. She had four starts, one or four of them. But, um, yeah, I thought price screwed down. The, you mentioned the final WA runner, Red Can Man. Mm, I'm more interested in what you think about him than the others. Yeah, well, first glance was he's probably not good enough to be winning a race in Melbourne, but then when I look at the numbers that he's run... And the fact that he's won a race in Melbourne. Mm. <laughs> because, you know, he, he's a six-year-old now, he's not getting any better, blah, blah, blah. But his form, as mentioned, Elite Street, you won't get any more solid conveyance from a ratings perspective. He's 116, bang on. And he's been chinned by him twice. And then he fronted up behind God Has Chosen, who I think is probably, if not the horse to beat in the railway, he's certainly right up there. So he's got probably the best form Perth has to offer. And he's bringing it over and runs into a few boom horses, 1100 Group 3. Such an interesting race. But he's there already. But he's the he's the rock. He's the rock. with that, And that's unfair in the boat who is... Just absolutely banked him over the summer. Yeah, time figure, time figure, time figure. Um, and he's only real missing. What was it? I think he won seven, six out of seven, and the miss was when they went to fourteen hundred. So it, nothing wrong with in the boat. Star Patrol was blistering on Anzac Day. What was that? Then one again in fast raw time, but the there was a niggle with the the spread of margins and such thereafter and the form behind him and then I don't think probably ever looked comfortable when passive aggressive stitched him up but still competitive with him he yeah. looked like he was getting hammered and then he stuck at it but I'm looking at red care man thinking wow you're um a little bit like the isotope thing different but same but different he's sort of got these relentless ratings at a level that are good enough to mean that star patrol won't be able to put up one of his bad ones and beat him yeah like he's gonna have to you're gonna have to show up son in the boat to some extent. I mean, he was, as I said, in the zone over the summer and now they've stopped and started again. Does he just pick up where he left off? Maybe, and I hope so for 
racing in the spring state because he can be a really exciting horse. But, yeah, as I said, in the zone and now he's got to find it again. Yeah, I gave Red Can Man more than a more than a cursory. The in the boat obviously goes forward from that draw. Does Star Patrol go forward or back? He'll go forward, surely. So you've got those two. I think in the boat's, I mean, he's got one trick and he's really good at it, right? Yeah, so he's going for it. So a generation and Red Can Man just going to get the drop. Yeah, I would Beautiful say. spot. Yeah, I would think so. Generation's interesting as well. I gave him, as he, you know, I've always thought there's. He looks to have come back well. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he it's was. It's a great race, actually. Yeah, it is. Really interesting. And that's what the, the whole card is like that. So they're all terrific. And there is a terrific race for our um, Dunno horse. Yeah, big time. Over in New Zealand. Spring, not exactly exactly the same as here. Spring racing, anyway, kicks off. Yeah, Tarapa race six on Saturday. The group two Fox Bridge Plate, 1,200 metres. We see Catalyst back. First run since 2020, 707 days. New trainer, Tony Pike. Two trials this time in have been fine. Hasn't really been asked to do much, but looks to be in good form for his return. Formerly rated 121, nosed out by Alligator Blood. It's quite poetic that they resume on the same day. <sighs> and But the romance of racing. He's got a fair... Uh, Hurdle in front of him in Imperatees. Who is the best horse in New Zealand? What do you think? So the best horse in New Zealand was probably behind her. She's already had a blowout, start her spring, and she had on Trivier behind her there. Uh, oh, and, and I don't know if Levante is here or there at the moment. Yeah. But those two are the two that would be um, better than her, and La Creek might be at least as exciting. Yeah. She's headed this way. She's for further. Um, but Imperatrix, here's one, 115, and we've got Fangirl, 116. Does that sound a little um, – and no one here knows who Imperatrix is, do they? She won by – she won the group one by six? Five. Five. Just five. Just slow five. Down, yeah. Slow down. <laughs> yeah. But she won it really, really well, and she's done all the right things clockwise, as in on the clock. Yep. She has done some racing clockwise too. And yeah, she'll she'll be very short odds, I would imagine. But the interesting thing is that Catalyst is um has got numbers to beat her. So the Fox Bridge plate usually is something like one ten to one twelve to to win it. And funny one, so you know, I said quirk here. Yeah. This century, so it's at twenty one runnings of it, there has been only one four year old win it. Really? And you would think that it's a four year old, you know, yeah. they, they turn three and then they come back and get on the wait for age path because this leads into the spring series at um Hawke's Bay. Um, and all the you know the three good wait for age races there, and this is sort of the the prep up for that. And you'd think it's just you know ripe for the improving four year old. Melody Bell won it as a four year old. That's it. And that is it. And it is just loaded with eight and nine year olds. So for that, you know, Tavi Mac, Demonetization, and Gino Severini probably are the profile horses, and they can all just about touch Tavi Mac. Certainly, what typically wins this race, but they're nowhere near Imperatrice, and they're. Nowhere near Catalyst if he's right, but they broke him trying to climb mountains. Yeah. He and Arcadia Queen. They oh. said, <laughs> What have you done? Clipped them both to the carabiners and sent them up the hill when they wanted anything but. Oh, God. Which was a great shame because he was, at that point, he was shaping like, Well, here's your Epsom horse. Yeah. No one wants to run in the Epsom anymore. I'm glad Chris Wallace still does. Yeah. He wants to set his Oaks Phillies for the Epsom. Yeah. He's got one that'll win it finally. Yeah, yeah. But he was yeah terrific horse before that yeah. catalyst. 
at all sorts of X factor. So yeah, I I don't know what to make of him because he's got numbers that say he could be better than a typical. Well, he could be the best Foxbridge Plate winner this century, at least. That's how far I look back. I'm sure there's probably some um, Surface Paradise or one of those sort of things. Horlicks probably won it, and I'll say he'd be the best Foxbridge Plate winner. And some angry Kiwi from the South Island will come be in, phoning up, come in and have one too many spates, and then start ringing the office, blowing up at me for saying this. But <laughs> we've got to take that number down. <laughs> Returning home, your best bet at Caulfield on Saturday? My best bet was Pashiro. Was or is? Is. Yeah. Remains. Remains. He hasn't good. scratched, has he? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, good stable to find off of. Oh, no, he didn't no, no. flop. Well, he was unlucky. You found him off a flop last time. Yeah. In fact, you're, that's actually a very interesting point. He did. He was terrible two starts back out of nowhere. Yeah. Really nice return. Was behind Passive Aggressive and Star Patrols. That's the good form. Um, twelve hundred and particularly twelve hundred against them, no. But did everything you'd like to see. Then just ran and, I mean, there's a little bit of steward report action there, but it's all being too generous. He just ran a stinker. Yep, as his tradition was awful. And so yeah, he was great bet that stable off a stinker. Yep, with a talented horse, and yeah, he just got he was slow into stride and and just ended up in shitsville basically. Um. Didn't get the room to move, and he looked like he could have moved right into the finish, had he? And I think if he had have done that, he would have um, he would have run at least as well. You could say, you know, do, would he have won? I don't know. I like to think so, but I don't know. But I think he would have been right upside El Rocco, and I think he's he would have run a number that would have had him on track to now really peak. Um, he should get fresh air this time. Lane sticks. He doesn't make mistakes twice, although probably a bit harsh saying he made a mistake, he just got unlucky. But that's a really good handicap, I must say, but I thought $6 was too big. Beautiful. Yep, so that's my best of the day. And your best of the day up in Sydney comes away from the features, I think, but do you have a comment on the features for us? Yeah, I think there's a wrong favourite in the up-and-coming. If it wasn't for Elation running in the Memsey, Conqueror would certainly be the Bizarro on the week. I don't know what they see in this horse. We've got the mail that it's Waller's best cult, but, geez, his other ones must be slow if he's the best one because there's nothing really there to tell me he's any good. Uh, he comes up favourite. Don't know why. I think the stable mate should be favourite. Basquiat. Basquiat. Little shaky. That All that two-year-old form just could be absolute garbage, but at least North Star last came back and ran well last weekend, so there is a little glimmer for him, but I thought he's he's been given two beautiful trials by Nash. So Conqueror could be the Bizarro, but the two, both the San Domenico and the up-and-coming, could be the Dunno. Oh, they're both Dunno. They're just loaded with Dunno's, aren't they? Yeah. Best of Bordeaux, big Dunno. Mm. He has trolled awesome. Okay. But looks cast from the draw. There is a lot of speed in this, and like Nichuno, only knows one way. Swiss Exile goes forward. Rise of the Masses hasn't shown a lot of speed at the trials, but without the blinkers. He's a man. Like, there's something. He's... He's no good, is he? I don't think so, but he goes forward. And then you've got Bessie Bordeaux drawing the widest. And everyone's going to have eyes for J-Mac. Although he seems to have a lot of luck lately. When he goes to the front on the favourite, everyone just hands up to him. So interesting to see how that plays out. If he goes forward, the hand up to him. Well, Bessie Bordeaux just wins. But <laughs> it is bad. We saw them do that Wednesday at it was Kenzo. Yeah. 
Like it's like he's shades of rose. Mm. Slowest race at Rose Hill had the dollar sixty liter. How'd that happen? I don't know. Somehow he's um. I mean he's a he's a terrific jockey, and yeah. his numbers say that you know he's a bit like Beedman back in the day. He is sort of like that Nash when he was absolutely flying for Gay. How they sort of they do you know great jockey, but he does he somehow got some sort of aura around him in the jockeys room, and they don't want to they don't want to dare challenge him. Rough him up. Yeah, well backed odds on favourite. Just goes straight to the front, and no one gets near him, and he just sprints home. So if that happens here, well, good night. But surely they kick up and make him do a bit of work. So best of Bordeaux, interestingly enough, is the lowest rated top colt we've seen this century. So he was the best of the boys. I'm sure everyone's getting sick of Adam and I talking how bad the two-year-olds were, but he was the best of a very bad bunch. I feel bad saying that they're a bad bunch because I we keep saying as well that it was... We don't know. ...was the situation rather yeah. than the horses, perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. But these are two races... That are going to answer some of those questions. We'll mm. not answer it, but give us some clues, I suppose. Williamsburg is another one. Like he's, he turned into something quite useful, but they were in absolute slogs in up to his knees. Mm. So it's just a completely. I mean, he's just not going to get that scenario. I tell you one thing. From you don't want to make too harsh conclusions of such a small sample, but of the horses that have come back off the big wet, none of them have done anything. Mm, well, the one that springs to mind for me is let's roll the dice, and it wasn't a um, a huge advertisement for the size champagne form. Well, the kindergarten, which is usually a really good race mm. from a future's perspective, the Quinella is, I think they're both 20s and 60s this week. That was Similion. And Voldemort. My goodness. They can't get out of their own way. Mm. So, yeah, it's a big dunno. Here's a question. Best of Bordeaux, he, we're just going to be black and white here. He fits two categories. Is he Marmaragan? Or is he machine? <laughs> my complete, like, put no thought into this, just say what the first thing that comes to my mind is that he's probably more Marmarigan <laughs> than machine. But it's another one of these ones I probably can't see myself having a bet in those races. It's another one I'll, I'll sit back and I hope that he's real because it would be good for the game. Yeah, we need one. I think Natuno will run really well there. I'm looking forward to seeing Natuno hit a dry track. We haven't seen it yet. He's not going to see it on Saturday, but... The times he ran up there were legit, weren't they? Yeah, they were legitimately promising as yep. opposed to legitimately outstanding. Yeah. Well, he didn't do it in the big races. You've got to be promising first. Mm. No, very interesting races. As mentioned, I think the the one for me, the up and coming is wrong, but while well, I might pull my pants in on that one, but I just don't see it conqueror. But the best will be with the Chris Wallace stable. Grace and Harmony was awesome first up. Close off well behind Yukon. She left Pizarro nailed to the fence and Niffler behind her, so the form's already worked out. It was a super return. Slightly up and trip. Can't say I love the booking of Kieran McAvoy. I'd be lying if I said I did. But inside draw, surely she won't get as far back as she did. Up in grade, but looks very well treated at the weights. And judging on a form last time in, expected to improve second up. And this looks a very winnable race for her. So I thought she was... Clearly the best bet of the day in Sydney. Blazer Trail is interesting, but different horse with the sting out. If he was on top of the ground, I'd be a bit more shaky, but I think it's a key lane to grace and harmony with the sting out. Blazer Trail was actually, um, if we, we should have done on our round the grounds, we should have got to Mildura because he ran a really fast time at Mildura. But yeah, I would agree that he's um, he's no more than one of the chances there. Yeah, so best in Sydney... Race 5, number 10, Grace and Harmony. That wraps us up. We'll be back with the review show on Monday.